Hey everyone, it is Bree, and I am recording from uh, Gleason Avenue in Portland, not quite downtown. I believe this is technically called Southeast. Um, feel free to say hello and email me any thoughts, comments, or concerns at askbree123, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-123 at gmail.com. So, I don't know, I'm kind of in a weird sad mood currently I just got done with prayer and just I didn't know how much I was caring and just really let (laughs) this pillow have it just sobbing um had a good day yesterday went to church with my family at Imago um there was a book that I wanted to read called more or less um and it's about living a life of generosity and I hadn't purchased it yet so I was really excited to to take a picture of it and, and get more information so the day was going good um had a crazy adventure with my sister if you follow me on Instagram you'll see we ended up going to Vancouver Washington and picking up some roller skates for her because she decided she wants to be a roller skater now which is I mean get it get your exercise on I love it and on the way there was a guy selling all these beautiful flowers for a dollar so we stopped there and we got flowers from my mom and she put them in front of our house so like really cute today but I um when I was going inside because I was exhausted, I wanted to take a shower and, and just relax because for the Sabbath, I saw that, and I, I hope I'm not butchering his name, but um, this rapper named Nipsey Hussle was shot down in front of his store in L.A. And I mean, I guess like when you start to like walk more with like the Lord and again I'm not trying to be religious I'm just talking about my own experience you got to do you um I've asked the Lord to really open my eyes and to really feel like what he feels for his children and for society and and just for humanity and I just it made me so sad and like you know I I hate to be that person that's like okay this happens every day whoop-de-whoop I can't, you know, shed feelings for him because I'd be shedding feelings for everyone because, you know, this world can be crazy. But it just really hit me. I was so upset. I mean, he has kids. It seems like, from what I know, he was trying to do better for his community. I mean, I think he's from Crenshaw down in, you know, in California and you know, that area historically has had a lot of struggles. So he probably was a kid that's seen a lot for someone his age. I mean, he was only 33. That's what really gets me too, is that he was 33 years old. That's only a couple years older than me. And, you know, um, as they like, the news was talking more about his past. It seemed like he had some sort of alliance with the Crip. Crips, so who knows if it was like a blood that shot him down or or if he made somebody angry. They're also saying before he died, he was saying something about like a, a dude that has enemies as, as a, you know, is like a strong, like tough guy or whatever. And I mean, I'll get to that later of just how unfortunate that statement is. I mean, because we all have enemies per se to a different degree 
two different degrees, but should we be gunning for our enemies? Should we want enemies? Do you really think that having enemies makes you tough? I mean, it's just like the thinking. Like, I always like shake my head and like point to my my brain like come on y'all like we got to think about these things really like that's where that's how we living that's how, that's what we're doing today it's just so it's beyond unfortunate and and I just I feel like it's it just kind of reminded me of like Biggie and like Tupac like I know there's been celebrity deaths through gun violence um you know since then but I don't know I just seemed like it was especially with his ties again I don't know if that's you know you know, allegedly, you know, obviously don't try to get sued. He was a part of the Crips, although I think that he did give him a shout out in a couple interviews. But case in point, it's just seemed like it was just it's just ridiculous and it's sad and it's beyond disappointing. It's devastating. And it's devastating to not just his family, but to like where we are in the world that you know, you're trying to do good and you get shot down like six bullets to the body, really? And it just it just, I, I feel for his girlfriend who he has a child with. I mean, I think they have a baby that's like two. I think he has other kids or another child from another relationship. And it's like, man, this, um, these kids are not going to know their dad. I mean, they're not going to know their dad because of something stupid like this. If, you know, you're going to shoot somebody, really? You know, I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't been thinking about him. But um, it just popped into my mind. Even um, Angela Simmons, you know, her dude was gunned down as well. And they had a small baby. I mean, the baby must have been maybe two or so. Again, another person that's not going to have their father. You know, another mother that's not going to be able to kiss their son. Another, you know, girlfriend, wife, fiance that's not going to be able to, like, create love and, like, be with their person. It's just stupid. And, and... You know, I I hope, I so hope that this was not, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter how, you know, or who killed him because he's dead. But I just really, like, if this is gang related, like, I'm just going to so, you know, it's just, I'm just going to lose it. it. It's scary to think about it because, I mean, it's really telling and it's really, like, eerie to think about your past haunting you. But, like, that's what it is. Like, what you do today will definitely influence your tomorrow. It absolutely will. And, you know, I know there's that scripture that says, you know, living by the sword, dying by the sword. I mean, it's always hard, and I always struggle because it's like it seemed like he left his sword, right? Like, it seemed like he's not maybe wasn't necessarily still a part of that gang. But it's like some things that you do, you can't get out easily from. So we have to just literally, like you know, just walk, you know, step by step every day. There was a beautiful, um, there was a beautiful song and version, uh, Lord order my steps in your, in your word. I believe that's the title. And there was a, a woman named, I think her name's Lee Andrea, uh, Jacobson. And she sang such a beautiful version and it really like <laughs> I just it's it's funny that like I'm at the spot right because I'm 29 and like I really don't want to sound like the old folks are like whoo when I was younger I learned but in my old age I understand like no I don't want to be that person 
but it really is just all starting to hit home and really quickly, really, really, really quickly. Um, that yes, it is a moment by moment, word by word, step by step series that we're in. You know, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. We need to pace ourselves. And things happen moment by moment that can change the rest of our lives. But what I'm learning, and I've always known this, or I've known it for a long time, just never was really living in it and walking in truth, is that we can cause our own pain and we can cause our own failure. And like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, put it out there. Like I was out there at one time. I was partying. I was drinking. You know, I never got into like, you know, hard drugs, thank God, you know, that was something that always scared me because I, you know, my body's so sensitive. I mean, if I take a Benadryl, I'm like laid out, just one, just laid all the way out. So I could never imagine like doing cocaine or heroin or meth or any, any of that stuff. Cause I just realized, you know, I remember my doctor telling me when I was, you know, very young, cause I had allergies to, to foods and like, I was always breaking out with something, you know, I don't know if that's the proper term, but, you know, getting, getting highs from touching this or touching that or, you know, or, you know, I try this makeup and my eye swells up or, you know, I can't even have latex, you know, balloons and I'll stop breathing. So I, I just always, you know, like my doctor said to me early on, like, you're a very sensitive little girl, like, you don't get to dibble and dabble with drugs, you will die, you have a higher chance of dying, you know, like, and I, you know, and I heard stories, you know, my dad always told us a story about this, this basketball player that was in Portland and how he was really doing it, killing the game, was a top recruit, but he went out one time after he had been, been like signed to like the Portland Trailblazers, he went out one time and had cocaine and went to cardiac arrest and died. And I mean, he was in his early twenties. And so my dad always used to like warn us, like, listen, you, you'll go down a road and you'll go so far down that road and it will take you to a place you don't ever want to go. And I'm learning now that sometimes you don't get to turn around and come back. Sometimes you go down that dark road and that's it. You can die or you just make your life a living hell. You know, you get in an accident or something. And so, you know, I was not always someone that was in the pews. I wasn't always someone that was walking the Lord. I mean, it's still every day. It's a battle to choose, you know, his will over my life. But like, yeah, I was out there having sex. I was out here drinking and partying and going to clubs. And, you know, I was in New York and just, you know, the the lights and, you know, trying to, you know, I, I, I was raised in the church, but then trying to figure out like what my personal relationship is. But I also wanted to live and not be stuck in the mud. And there was a lot of things I was mad at God for. Like, for instance, I always was really interested in sexuality and sex. And I was always really interested in being married. And so I just felt like, well, I just need to be married. I just, it is, um, my right to be married and I'm going to be fulfilled by this guy and we're going to have a great life and he's going to cater to me hand and foot and he's going to have no issues. And, you know, I don't know where my head was. I think that there was obviously bigger issues. Like I was trying to put all my self worth in being married and then half of me too, I didn't want to go to hell. So I wanted to have sex and marriage. And that's again, um, check out, um, my podcast with my friend Ebony Sheree, you know, let's talk about it. Cause we, we talk about that. We talk about the lies we tell ourselves. We talk about fulfillment, how you need to be a filled 
person with the Holy Spirit and a whole person before you get married. And then also too, just where there's been breakdown in the church of really being real about sex, really being real about relationships and, and what, you know, and then add kids and a dog and a house and responsibility. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a man in the world? What does it mean to be a man of God in the world? What does it mean to be a submissive wife, right? Things that we don't talk about. Anyway, um, long behold, short story, you know, cutting to the point, I'm just really, really blessed. I didn't get caught up because, you know, I'm hanging around people. I don't know their, uh, you know, their, (laughs) their associations with, you know, gang members or if they got a crazy baby mama or that's in love with them and doesn't want to see them with anybody else. Or if they have a sexually transmitted disease, you know, I have friends that have herpes. I have friends that have had HPV. I have friends that have HIV, you know, it would have been so easy for me to get caught up because like when I think about it, you know, and, and there's been times where I've dibble dabbled and gone back and forth, you know, and I have to pray today that I don't right there. You, you, you know, you, to, for me, someone that was, you know, the biggest thing was sex was, you know, putting your future and your life in a piece of rubber. And I mean, you know me by now, we just keep it real and we we put everything on the table. That's what you're potentially doing, right? Like for me, the biggest scare was always pregnancy because just thinking of having a child at a wedlock just breaks my heart personally because the men in my life are, have just been so instrumental and, 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 you know, trying to teach me when I was willing to listen what the world was really about right like I don't blame my parents or my uncle and aunt for the decisions that I made because people will try to warn you it's your job to listen and if you don't listen and you you know like they say make your bed you know in in a unpleasurable way then you're gonna sleep crookedly that's just not their fault that I didn't listen. People try to tell you, but you don't listen. You think that you know, and you try to be adventurous. And sometimes, you know, adventure is good. Yeah, maybe taking a vacation to the beach and going surfing for the first time, that could be good. But like sleeping around, you know, and jumping from this bed to that bed, you know, again, it's your decision. You got to do what you got to do, or people choose to do. (laughs) No pun intended who they want to do or what they what they want to do but you're taking a big risk and so I think about all that you know all those risks of like you know like the condom breaking you know could get pregnant you know there's things today that can prevent pregnancy like you know plan b or you know I was popping those things like Skittles, Lord, or, or, you know, obviously more stable birth controls that you take consistently, but it's not 100%. And then, too, I mean, what are you doing to your body? I mean, I, that's another road you can walk down. I mean, the the estrogen boost, I mean, some people feel like that might be linked to cancer. I don't know. My girlfriend, shout out to Erica, she really does believe that, you know, you're putting something foreign in your body for years and years and years and years. Maybe that's why it's harder for people to get pregnant. Maybe that's why, 
you know, the fertility rate is down in the United States and in the world. And maybe that's why, you know, it's just, just, there's other symptoms. And I don't know if she's backing that up with any articles or research that she's done, but that's her opinion. She's also, she has worked in the medical field for several years, so I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt her. Um, but I just look at my life and look at how many ways it could have turned. And I'm not talking about for the better. I'm talking about poor decisions that really could have got me usher caught up, you know, when I think about it. Right. Because that song is so real, you know, like it it really is. These artists are very talented talking about their struggles and, and what, you know, and what's what the tea is. Um, shout out to my, you know, Virginia, Washington, D.C. listeners when it, when we talk about the tea. Um, but, yeah, that's where my heart is today. You know, again, always thinking, all you know, even if you're not a Christian, right, or you don't profess any sort of Lord as your as your savior or you're, you know, you're not a Buddhist or Muslim or, or all the various religions that you could be out there. Just think about the quality of life. Like, let's just keep it simple, right? Like think about the quality of your life. You know, there's a group that I participated in, in college and they always talked about the divine life, right? Like the divine life that Christ has called us to live in, Right. And again, I hope that everybody gets to know Jesus and rocks with him and has a personal relationship and has the Holy Spirit within them. I mean, it's it's done wonders for me and it and it's what my life source is now. But if you choose not to do that, I hope that you strive to have a good life, you know, eat good food, have good relationships, be drama free, right? Like, you know, life is way too short literally to just struggle unnecessarily you know like my dad and I were talking about diet and just eating bad you know on our family we've always struggled with um what is it the battle of the bulge right you know and my dad has made some poor choices he would not mind me saying this I'm not saying anything that he doesn't tell other people and people can visually see it you know with food and gaining weight and he has struggled he has struggled hypertension um Oh my gosh, just even little things, you know, he's 60 now that when it, when it comes to like getting your shoes on and stuff, it's, it's, it's a challenge. And so, you know, choosing to live, choosing to make good decisions that are going to better your life and just help you, like I tell my clients, thrive versus survive. You know, you don't need to be surviving. We want to kick this lives but we want a good time you know again good food good relationship go to a play be able to walk the beach right like be able to live so okay i'll get off of my you know well we have the pulpit now feel free again email me ask brie a-s-k-b-r-i-e one two three at gmail.com and if you need some encouragement or just want to say hi in a different way, see some pictures and like see what I'm doing in this life, check me out. Brief below. B-R-I-E-F-A-L-O-U-G-H. Love you all and be well. Bye-bye.